Hey there, this is Nikhil Rathod here with The Talk, the podcast that tells you everything about the creator's world. Today, we have Alejandro Farrelly with us. Director, editor, educator, there is no cap Alejandro has in one. Let's see what he has in store for us today. Hello Alejandro, how are you doing? Hello Nikhil, I'm pretty good and you? I'm doing well too. I'm happy to hear that after... Uh... Really, really long and and workful week. I had my long rest last night, so it's been a good Friday. Definitely a good start to the Friday, by the sound of it. Yeah. Now, not a lot of people really understand or know what a film editor or a director is responsible for at a communication agency. So, what would you say, people in these roles or your role at LYC? Basically, what do you what would you say is the expectation from a person in this job? So. Basically, the, the expectation for a position like this would be the, the generation of video or audiovisual content. This is also very related to the graphic design or all the, or all the graphics communications in any sort of brands or company. And where I do it is a, at an agency called LLYC, which is an uh, Hispanic or Spanish public relations and internal communication agency. So we pretty much try to keep a flowing conversation in between our stakeholders through video. That, that's what we do. I don't know if, it's, if this answers the question. Some, sometimes right now you see how the line between the production and the agency is getting uh, smaller and shorter every time. So pretty much what happened in my company before they were just, they were just an agency and they wanted to have a, a content generate generation department. So that's where I come in. It's pretty much in between the production and the agency. Right. A lot of people also relate, you know, the life of a director and editor to basically things that you see in movies. You know how they have those directors had, you know, the glass of whiskey and the whole gang boss kind of a vibe around them. How how much reality is there in this, you know, perception or belief? This is a, a very important question, I guess, as you as you have seen in the video production and the whole during the whole process, there is we have that image, as you said, of that the film director as a really, uh, I don't know, like the high king or high in the, in the hierarchy. And it's once you're rolling during the, during the days of, the, of productions or the days that you are shooting, it is pretty much like that, okay? But the, that image of the director or that uh, really, really strong structure that we have in mind when we think about filmmaking, is pretty much related to, to cinema, okay? So that, that changes a lot through the type of content you create, okay? If you go to fashion or lifestyle, you will have a totally different profile of director. And if you go to advertising, it will change as well. The one in advertising is, is a person that's really client-oriented. So... He's not much of a king there. He's, he's a person that has to be just uh, putting the client as the king. The one that does fashion or the one, the one that does lifestyle is closer to the modeling and the actors. Uh, well, let's call them actors, but yeah, it's closer to the modeling and it's closer to a certain look. And then we have the cinema one that it's pretty much the one you have in mind. Uh, 
it is pretty much like that okay when you are in a shooting day uh, mainly in cinema or advertising or pretty big productions uh, it works as a as a military brigade is that how you would say it? so so and it's important to have those defined roles and to have that sort of strong uh, 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 hectic rhythm of work but I think that when you get to advertising or an agency where I work, it's pretty much, uh, as I said, trying to get the, the client's view closer to yours or closer to the expectations the audience have. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it changes a lot in the type of content or the type of film you are making. Where I, where I work is, as I said, an internal communication company, and it's really, really uh, an strategical view of the film or the video narratives, uh, because it's always trying just to go to KPAs, results, or, uh, or trying to send a message, uh, a strategic message, as if it was some sort of story or some sort of any attractive code you would be sending. I don't know if that answers your question. It does, Alejandro. So, I mean, coming down to you, which style of director's life or, you know, which kind of a director's life would you generally prefer? Um, well, prefer. I couldn't say I prefer any of them because I think that, as I said, depending on what you want to create, uh, those roles exist because of something. If I had to see myself in one of them, which I really don't, okay, um, I think... Uh, I'm closer to a creative or a, or a communicator than a, than a film director. But if I would be identifying myself with one of them, I think it'd be closer to the to the lifestyle one. Uh, I like to I like to have a good positive vibe on set. I like people. I like that the people that are on set, let's say actors, let's say models, let's say. Uh, Anyone who is just appearing, they like them to be working uh, in a, I don't like those hectic rhythms that you're used to in, in advertising or, or in film. Uh, so sometimes you have to get a different role and you have to take a different attitude because of time or because any other element that's con uh, somehow con conditioning your production. But yeah, I like things to get is to have that, that more uh, chill, uh, actor-oriented production or just a, the regular, like more in an aesthetic thing than a strategic or than narrative as it would be in, in cinema. So coming down to, you know, your experience and your motivations, uh, what basically introduced you to you know your field of work and how did you start i started as a graphic designer I, I studied graphic design and journalism at the same time even though i, I love journalism even though uh, i always knew i wasn't going to be doing like uh, conventional journalism or something that's like last hour journalism as you would say but i really like the more journalistic formats of entertaining as it would be like the I don't know magazines or lifestyle or documentaries so 
when I finished studying, I started working at a at a magazine, and one thing came uh, after the other. I jumped from graphic design to motion graphics, which is more in the in the movement and the timeline thing that got me closer to the editing. And then I started editing or working more with video making because of music. The magazine also worked a lot with video clips, with music or musicians interview and stuff like that. And as I said, one thing got me to another. Pretty much another important thing that that got me into this into this industry or into this world of filmmaking was the the teamwork that you have in the process. Although editing is is a really individual thing and really an individual uh, working, the 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 rest of the process is is really really important to have a, as I said like a good energy and to have a good working flow with your team. So I don't know. It just feels really 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 good to be to to control a whole process with your team and to do, to have that sort of yeah control on the on whatever you are producing while having fun with with uh, amazing people i guess yes definitely i mean i guess even from the experience i have had like the last couple of months i would actually say that one of the things i have learned personally apart from the technical skills is the ability to work with people who may not always think like you or think way different from you is one of the major soft skills that anybody in this industry, not just this role, but anybody in this industry kind of needs to have. And yeah, that's something I totally, you know, totally. understand totally. And as you said, uh, as you said, that getting to know the differences between the, the team or the teammates and and actually knowing how to work with them in, an, in a constructive way where everybody is giving different ideas that take us towards the same direction is, I don't know, it really, it feels really good. Uh, I sometimes compare, even though it's a stupid comparison, I compare sometimes the filmmaking process or the work that you do there with the effort that you have to do when you climb or when you go up a mountain. I like the comparison because I love mountain hiking and it's, really an activity where you have to put a bunch of hours, a bunch of effort while you're doing it. When you're right there, it feels like something that's going to take your air out of, out of you. It's tiring as hell. It's something really, really full of, of shit uh, eating. But then in the end, when you finish it and you see the whole, the whole result, it, all you remember and all the memories you have uh, around them is like this this really really fun uh, workflow where you had a whole team going towards the same direction and all you can think about after doing it is when you're going to come back. It's really really similar. Like the food is bad is bad when you are in the mountain, but it tastes good because you are up there. It happens the same thing when you are shooting. Like during the during productions. You, you, will, you will not rest, you will have extra hours, you'll be eating bad food, but everything just suddenly tastes good. So every time everybody thinks about, you know, getting into a role or a career, the first thing that everybody wants to know, but nobody really gets ever, you know, at least in the corporate world is, what does a typical day or a week look like? But now that you have explained the production process, I think a better question should be, is there something like a typical week or a typical day, you know, in your life as 
a content producer and a director and narrator? Yes, I think that pretty much everybody who works in this industry has a typical day of just making, uh, how do you say, presupuestos, you know, when you have to, like, uh, when they, when a client asks you, how much is this, is this going to cost me? I would say, well, I'll send you the proposal. The proposal. Yeah. So I think that the day to day, at least when you work either with lifestyle or advertising, like small consuming uh, formats or short consuming formats is making proposals. And while you make them, there's an important and strong uh, creative work where you try to just uh, start the pre-creating in your head, even if it doesn't work for that proposal, it's going to take you save it for another one. But yeah, that's pretty much the day-to-day. -day. It's like an office working thing. You have to be, if you have a closed client, uh, you have to be close to them. And uh, once again, proponing or proposing like some sort of like different formats, different actions and different campaigns. And I think that the less you do is what everybody imagines, which would be uh, shooting. That's like, if I would have to take my month and bring it down to what I do, would be 10 days of proposals, 10 days of editing, because that's what I love the most in the end. And just five days of shooting. Really? I mean, half of the days of proposals goes into shooting. I would say that, that, that some of that proposal time is also uh, production. That part of the pre-production is what you mainly do. Right, right. You touched on a very important point that, you know, a lot of people have certain misconceptions, not really in the bad sense, but they just don't have the clarity of the kind of division of the work. Are there any other such, you know, big misconceptions that you generally see? Let's say like when you started your job and like, let's say you talk to your family or friends that, hey, I'm, you know, basically a film producer now, I'm a film creator now. Did you just, did you come across certain misconceptions that people who are not in this industry have about this world? Well, yeah, I think that uh, when you work in communication, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Uh, my grandmother thinks I'm a painter because I told her I design and I do things with colors and shapes. I would say that if you work in just video production, there isn't much misconception. There would be more of a idealization of the work where it's not really just having fun and be out there shooting with your friends. But as a, working in a communication agency, it's, I'm always finding people that don't understand what I do. But I would take this would take me back to the beginning of the conversation. I think what we try to do is just keep an open and flowing conversation in between our stakeholders. They can be our employees, they can be public people, they can be uh, politicians, they can it can be I mean, it's just keeping that conversations in between the stakes the stakeholders of your of your client uh, flowing. What I do to keep it flowing is video and I find it really, really useful it's the closest the in this like graphic or visual working i think that video is the closest to the face-to-face -face. if you would try to explain something in an infographics i think it's going to take a lot more time than if it's just a conversation of a person that's explaining it to you 
as if he was explaining it to his friend you know right right totally so i mean when you do a job especially someone like you has had so many years of experience and has worked so much we learn things that we didn't really know about the jobs ourselves while we're applying or while we're trying to get into the role are there any such things that working as an editor or director that you you have wished you were known earlier so that you could have prepared better for that like some shocks or something like that oh, well i'm sure there are a bunch uh, I, i i'm surprising myself with learning new things every day in what i do that's a good thing about working also with different clients and different type of projects but look when whenever you are doing or trying to make something out of nothing which would be creating whenever you have any creative work uh, as if it was writing and i mean creative writing this takes me a little further away from journalism but any like script writing or creative writing or filmmaking you're somehow putting yourself into this that you're creating and it's impossible not to and i guess that i have i've had to learn how to just let go of that let go of some ego that you are trying not only ego because i think it has like a negative connotation but something more of a just letting that 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 you are creating letting it go knowing that it's it doesn't have to be exactly how you imagined it but that it has to be almost tailored made to whoever is paying it and this sounds a little unartistic or it sounds like something sad but it's nothing but far from that when you take yourself not that you take yourself out of the project because you're always involved involved and and trying to get more into them but once you get that pride out of the project i'm sure you'll find how even the person that you respect the most is going to construct and it's going to be giving something to the project that you had never imagined and that's those are the beautiful surprises that you have or that you find in a work with such an important teamwork way you know how actually everybody even the client everybody involved in the process has to construct or give something to it and this could be a good thing and as it, as it could be a bad thing sometimes projects just turn out to be something you hadn't imagined and that you are not okay with or that you don't feel proud of but this is just work you have to make your client happy and it is important to to explain that to your client how you are going to make him happy because it's not about doing what someone else tells you it's about doing the best for someone else right right and yeah i mean i totally see what you mean by that and i kind of now understand better than i did one year ago the whole you know debate you know how a lot of people in the pure creative field like kind of look at advertising as you know selling your soul and things like those and yeah i mean that that makes so much more sense now yeah um moving on you know there's this whole big question for people who are in, like interested in this aspect of content making but they're not sure which route to take especially with the whole discussion of whether an agency life is better or whether a corporate back life is better or a freelance side is better i would like to know what your thoughts are on this whole discussion debate kind of a thing i think there's no specific answer for that whatever works best for everybody look i think that really creative people and really 
yeah, more in the closer to the artistic profile, work better as a freelance or as a freelancer. But this is really shallow of myself to say, because what's the, the artistic part of working by yourself? Maybe that you can keep some of that ego in your work and people, and that's the actual value. When you work as a freelancer, I think you have to give that individual value, like you have to capitalize it somehow. But maybe some freelancer, the most artistic one would tell you, not at all. I like to work. I would work better with an agency because I don't like to do accountants or I don't like to do client work and whatever works best for you. I think that right now we are in a situation where everybody can create content. Anybody can reach audiences and everybody can do pretty much what you want or what you work for. So it depends pretty much. Right, right. So moving on to the next question, Alejandro. We see a lot of people often claim that making into these industries, especially with advertising and filmmaking and in the subdomain of video, right? They keep saying that it's a very tiring process to get into the industry like to just just to get into the roles that they want to as as someone who's been in the industry and has seen both the sides of the thing do you see it more of an issue of talent skill or strategy or is it something completely different from all these things once again it depends it is a pretty i guess it's a some somehow a close industry that has also to do with that important teamwork that uh, we were talking about before since it's such so important the team working i guess that some people just commit to work together all the time and and to get into one of those teams that's going to take a lot of time a lot of effort and a lot of probably like unpaid working so i i would say it's not an issue or talent skill or strategy but i would put it in one of them i would say it's closer to strategy but for sure, in this industry, it's an attitude, an aptitude issue when you're struggling for it. That takes us back to the ego thing, which pretty much it, it can make you create something beautiful, but it's pretty much bringing problems to anybody who's taking it to work. In filmmaking, you will work with a team that, that works well and doesn't give you a headache. And that's not only in the skills of the team, but in such a crazy rhythm, it's also an attitude thing. Someone who can be just there, helpful, willing to do anything that, that it takes. This is not something bad. I mean, actually, yesterday I was, we, we finished the production I was telling you about and uh, the gaffers, the, like the grip, grip team was telling me like, it's the first time that uh, a director is just taking stuff uh, with us to the truck. Like they're not used to be like, the, they're used to the director that gets in his hands dirty. And I think this is the kind of attitude that you would want to have when working in this industry. Just surprising people doing what they don't expect you to do and just be really, really helpful to everybody there. Right. So now that you talked about things that, you know, a person should basically have in them or be like to get into an industry, would you have like any, you know, basically a list where you say these are the top three things or the top three tips 
I would want to give somebody who's looking to join this industry? Top three things. Um, maybe they're not the top three. I'm just going to say the first that come to mind. So they won't be ordered in a specific thing. But I would say that I would look for somebody that doesn't sit down. That this translates to what we were saying before. That someone that's just trying to make himself useful the whole time. Someone, again, with patience, because this is a really, really long process, full of waiting. And I don't know, this might sound a cliche, but someone who's, who's, who feels that is in the right place. This is why in this industry, you find so many people that love so much what they do. I, I love what I do, but I, if I compare it to some of the team of my teammates, I would say that I'm not as committed to my work as most of the people in this industry. This industry is full of people that work eight days a week, 25 hours a day with a big smile. And as I said, willing to do whatever it takes. So yeah, being helpful with a useful strategical, being patient, and being sure sure that you're doing what you want to be doing. So apart from these tips, right, uh, Alejandro, are there any skills that you would say are like the three most important skills that come to your mind right now, which are like an absolute must for anyone who wants to gain? I would take it to my specific ground here. And I would just, I mean, once again, it depends a lot on what you want to do. And there is no specific way to anything you want to do in this industry. This is something that where you can find someone with 80 years of investigation and studies right next to someone who hasn't gone to school and they are except are equally good, you know. But I would take it to my ground as I was saying, and I would put a very, very important spotlight on the editing part because it really helps to optimize all of the other processes and all of the other steps in the video filmmaking, okay? I'm not the best director, but I like how I can go fast and I can take it somehow quick or uh, easy because I have the project exactly on my mind. Not the project, but the details of the project. And this is something that editing has given me. I know when some part of a shot is valuable and when I can just forget about the beginning or the other part because I know what's going to go to screen or I know what I need. And if you take this to the production part, it's also, I think it's also very important because even if you were to just do proposals, this is going to help you because it's just a basic, you know? If you want to tell stories with images in time, you have to do the exercise of actually working on a timeline with images. And this is something that I think that all of the roles should at least have some knowledge or have tried before. So Alejandro, a lot of people who are in this industry constantly keep saying that, you know, I'm inspired by so-and-so person and their work. If I was to ask you like three people that inspire you the most or, you know, three people who have had the most impact on who would you pick? This is a harpoon, more in the movie or the, no, I take back movie, more in the filmmaking and the video creation. I love 
the work of Spike Jones. I would say I'm a big fan of his whole life, professional life, and how it has developed. He started as a skateboarding and BMX filmmaker just for really bad magazines. And he ended up with an Oscar without letting go of skateboarding or letting go of video clips or letting go of his fun way of working. So Spike Jones for sure. And right now comes to my mind Jack Stati and the more into the art and set design or the way he tells stories in such an artistic way. And I, I like contemporary art, and I would say that right now it's a very important influence for many filmmakers and many graphic designers. The work of Mauricio Catalan, an Italian artist, and he also has a really, really cool magazine that I've been following the world, or not my whole life, but the whole life while well, it has existed. And I like how he brings just this magic to the ordinary stuff that we are just working every day. And I would say that if I wasn't talking about someone, I would try to find inspiration. Like inspiration is found in just ordinary things, you know? It's just uh, somehow it's also a state of mind, you know? It depends on what you're asking to your environment. And if you ask for creative answers, you're going to be looking into creative answers, you know? The other day I was talking to a friend about this and he said, you know, inspiration, I'm full of that. I need expiration. Like what I need is to somehow organize and see what I do with all these references and influences to make some, to take them together and take them out just to create something beautiful. And I think he's pretty, pretty much right. You know, we are right now. Our insight is full of inspiration and it's full of visual stuff. And it's more of a thing of the time you take to realize, to reflect on this and to organize them in a beautiful own way for you to take them out. So people don't look for inspiration, but right now, most of us should be looking for a way to take it out, you know, and to just start creating. Right. So, Alejandro, I mean, that's a very good point that you made about how the environment around us inspires us. And that actually brings me to our last question. Considering that you have worked with LLYC for so long, right? And I know a lot of people who would also like to know, what are the things that you absolutely love at the way LLYC gets or lets you do your job and the way you work at LLYC? The things that I love about the opportunity to work with such big clients and this takes me to a whole thing about what the real experience here is about. The experience about a big production is not only coordinating and creating this high budget thing, but to understand how these important companies work when it comes to communication. Working in a corporate big agency has helped me understand that, you know. That's why I started saying that people that work in my or in my sort of profile has to be client oriented because the real things you're going to be learning is from that, you know, and Venezuelan, I'm not from here. LOYC has also given me a very important look into not only companies, but how the whole Spanish system 
works. So the work in LLYC is pretty close to the knowledge or experience of journalism, which means that we get to know about a lot of things. We get to know and have experience on every day you work with different clients, every day you work with different sort of or formats or whatever you're telling, like whatever you're trying to communicate. And, and I also like that. I also like just getting to know different processes, even when they don't have anything to do with my, with my technical work, you know, it's a, it's a good look into the Spanish system, I guess. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, that sounds wonderful to be in a place like that, Alejandro. So at the end of this discussion, any, you know, passing thoughts for anybody who might be listening to this and wants to join, you know, the industry, any suggestions, anything that you want to, you know, end this conversation with? Please do. And don't, don't be afraid because right now there's some sort of boom into the film industry or the video making industry. There's work for everybody. There's going to be content generation for decades. And I guess that the most important, try to work, and it has something to do with what I was telling you before about the activity in LLYC, but try to work with people as different as you can imagine. Try to work from the grandmother to the grandson, you know, try to work with, or at least have the, the, the opportunity or the experience to work from fashion to cinema, from advertising, just have a glimpse or have a, a little sight of everything because you're going to learn from those places where you're not expecting. And this is an industry that it's not about context, but it has to do a lot with motivating people or motivating a team to do something. So you better work with friends. You better have or better make your workmates your friends and try to make friends with anybody that's some, somehow related to this industry because those are the people or like the opportunities you're going to get from this industry are not on LinkedIn, you know? So I don't want to say like something that has to do with, it, with your context, but it has to do with the people that you know and the people you relate with. So work with friends, make friends with the people you work and have a personal close relation with your industry because it's it's the type of work or it's the type of activity that doesn't have working hours you know when you get home you're going to have a call with someone else about this or your head is still going to be thinking about the story or the plan or the shot you're planning so so yeah you better find a way to take your professional life somehow in harmony with your personal life because they are going to start just going together and this is bad but this is also an opportunity as i said you get to work with friends you get to be friends with the people you admire and influence you you get you get a bunch of surprises and it's a really really cool life thanks a lot for taking your time out alejandro i know this week has been like really tiring for you especially with the production schedule and everything else considered as well thank you very much nikhil goodbye Thank you.